Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cut to the Chase Sports Podcast. We bring unique insight and analysis behind your favorite sports at the collegiate professional levels. I'm your host, Chase Yance. To my right, I got Brady. I did this way. No, this way. Brady, what's up? Oh, not much, Chase. Excited to talk some more uh, Ohio State football and really excited to, you know, uh, have D on today. Yes, sir. And then we'll bounce down to Matt. Matt, how you doing? I'm excited, man. I mean, it's not every day we get a former Ohio State Buckeye on here. Um, I mean, this we've been looking forward to it for a long time, so I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm excited. Most definitely. And then obviously right below me, we got our very special guest as it is the season two finale of the Cut the Chase Sports Podcast. What better to bring in than Mr. D. Miller himself? D, thanks for coming on. Man, thanks for having me, man. I'm looking forward to it. Been watching you guys and uh, glad to glad to be on the set. Yes, sir. We really appreciate it, man. We appreciate the time you're taking out of your day to uh, to come on and talk some Ohio State football and just talk talk a little bit about yourself. You know, mm-hmm. so we're not going to waste any time. We're going to hop right into it. Uh, so you are from Springfield, Ohio. Uh, we're all from Springfield, Ohio. Actually, that's one, you know, one common thing we got. Uh, went to Springfield South High School. Uh, my parents had to graduate, I think, a few years before you did. Um, but, you know, what was it like, like kind of like your background, uh, you know, growing up from Springfield in the 937 and just some of your favorite moments while you played at Springfield South? Uh, you know, because I, I, you know, obviously I look back all the numbers and, you know, very talented receiver the entire way through. So uh, just what was some of your uh, favorite moments back then and obviously growing up? Man, I think uh, a, a lot of us, man, you know, we, a lot of my friends always loved a lot of sports. You know, back in the day we were just playing, whether it was baseball, basketball, football, uh, just growing up, you just played everything. Uh, and I think like for a lot of us, you know, we just obviously gravitated towards football. And, uh, you know, in, in that time, you know, Pee-wee was Little Tigers. Yep. It was kind of crazy because like we played tackle football in Pee-wee. And then we went to middle school at Hayward. We played flag football. Then mm-hmm. we got to South. We got back into contact. So uh, being able to go through those different uh, levels of football, you know, flag, obviously we, we still – did a lot of tackling anyway, uh, <laughs> but, you know, just experiencing that, uh, you know, Springfield's a very, very small city, as you guys know. So growing up on the South side, it was special. Uh, a lot of friends that I'm still cool with now, but man, I just think, you know, going from peewee to middle school and then, you know, you always have this dream of, you know, playing in the NFL. You might not even think about which team, college team you're going to go to, but, to go to uh, high school at South and then go to Ohio State, man, it was it was uh, definitely a worthwhile. But I tell you what, one of my favorite moments is being able to play with my my, my buddy Chris Wallace, who yep. stayed like you know three doors down from me. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we met in elementary, so uh, that that was a good good time for us. Yep, and Chris, I believe he's been up been at Springfield for quite a long time, actually up there uh, coaching and all that. Sure, yeah. yeah. So you know they they have a you know. You know, Chris is like a, a you know offensive guru. So yeah, I think uh-huh. that's what you see the success in our high school now really yep. gravitates like how he how he prepares. Definitely, the high school is doing a lot up there. You know, obviously done a really good job the last three years getting to the Final Four and all. Uh, good things, you know, good things that are going on for Springfield right now. I will say though, you know, since you know obviously South and North they consolidated in you know two thousand eight two thousand and nine, but on the football field, I know you know. He has, you know, some great seasons in high school. Uh, and then obviously you played Springfield North, 
what was that rivalry like back then? You know, crosstown battle. I mean, it's you got everyone coming out. Uh, I've heard so many stories about it. So what what was kind of your take on that? I mean, it was like what you grew up to 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 want to be involved in. Like ever since Pee Wee, you know, you you go to you know North was it basketball going against football, and then like when you really get up there and have the opportunity to play in the game, you know that really is like the the Quan of Springfield. Like everybody lives for that North and South game, so uh, to be able to play in that and you know, and have some wins and some losses, man. Because, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, North was very, very talented. Mm -hmm. Danny Davis, you know, you see his son in Green Bay right now, man. So mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know how good DD3's father was, man. So mm -hmm. he went to North. Uh, Mike Davis, who came out of North and went to Cincinnati, played in the NFL for like six years. Miles My, Bacon. Like, so they had like some, some talented guys, man. You know, it all gets me to thinking, like, man, what if we would have had one high school back in the day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For real, though. Man, I would have been competing for a lot of stuff back then. I mean, y'all still competing, but man, that would have been yeah. – talk about a super team in Ohio, though. Yeah. Man, that's some good insights, though. You got, like, a lot – you know, a lot of great players that come through in the front of the city of Springfield. It's, you know, obviously on, on, on the gridiron, all the hardwood and all that stuff. But, man, can you talk about the gridiron on – and Matt's got a couple, you know, got a question about uh, a little hype from uh, from back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, in the regular season, we haven't played Notre Dame since you were in school in 95 and 96. Uh -huh. You were young, freshman, sophomore, early. Uh, I mean, you were playing behind guys, Terry Glenn for a year, David Boston, Demetrius Stanley. I mean, the talent was unbelievable. Yep. So in terms of receiving, maybe necessarily didn't have a huge impact early, but special teams wise, stuff like that, just you were playing a lot still. Just talk about the hype of the 95 and 96 game, or both of those games, really. Which one was bigger, playing at home, playing on the road? You know, just talk about the hype building up, because up to that point, we hadn't played Notre Dame since the right. 1930s. So that, I mean, my parents have told me stories about it. It was just a huge hype to that game coming into it. So, so just talk about, you know, the hype around it, being a part of the program then. Just talk about that. You know, uh, I think a lot of a lot of people love Notre Dame, obviously. We have a lot of Buckeye fans, but, man, on a national level, a lot of people love Notre Dame, and you can't dispute that. So I think, like, for me, from a, from a personal standpoint, uh, going to Notre Dame and seeing right. touchdown Jesus, you know what I mean? It was, it was like – day, <sighs> you know what I mean? Stuff I've been watching since I was a kid on TV. You know, you mm -hmm. see, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I was like, oh my god! Even I didn't have to play. You know, I saw Lou Hopes like going across, and he recruited me and everything, man. But just to mm -hmm. be there uh, was like unreal for me. You know, right. when a few plays didn't really make any plays, you know, I was doing a whole lot of blocking back then. Right. That's what I, I mean. yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing a whole lot of blocking, but just to, you know, you just asked me the last question to be from the south side of Springfield. You know what I mean? And then, right. you know, now, you know, you're looking at touchdown Jesus, man. It was, it was crazy. You know, one of my favorite teachers, Miss Yance, God bless her heart. She passed away. Uh, Love Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, love Notre Dame. And, you know, she was like, 
hey, I'm going to be torn that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah man, I, I think just going there, that was just an unbelievable experience for me because, you know, when you get recruited by, like, everybody in the nation, you got to start weeding teams out. You know, I can remember, like, my uh, my boys that lived in the neighborhood was like, man, was that Lou Host that just left your house? <laughs> just left your house? Was that so-and-so that just left your house? You know what I mean? So, yeah, so it was cool. But, like, being there, seeing Touchdown Jesus, that was – that meant a lot for me. That's right. awesome. How close were you to choosing a school like Notre Dame or like was Ohio State the obvious pick out of high school or did you or did you think about it a lot with Notre Dame and all those other schools recruiting you? You know, it it, it I started getting like a lot of letters my sophomore year. Of course, they can't really like recruit you at the time. Um, <laughs> the mailman would come like, man, we got a lot today. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Daily routine. <laughs> But like uh, I narrowed, I narrowed like you know back then. I think it's still now. You get five visits, so I, I, yeah. I chose uh, uh, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Tennessee, uh, USC, and man, I just wanted to go to Hawaii because I ain't never been. <laughs> oh, there you go, yeah, yeah. No, a free yeah. to Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's actually I've never thought of that before. If, if yeah, you know. I, I was like, man, so going to Hawaii. Uh, USC back then they had a lot of even till today a lot of gang violence. I mean there was a right. awful quarterback that got hit by a stray bullet. My mom was like, Sheesh. "Yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> you ain't touching uh, that." Once again, uh, they wanted me to play DB, and I just didn't really want to play defensive back. Uh, I really wanted to go to Tennessee to be to, to be completely honest, man. I went down there, uh, had a had a great time on a recruiting visit. Uh, you know, I was a part of the Reebok All-American team and all that. So Peyton and I was in the same class. Oh, wow. oh Peyton, that's crazy. That's yeah. Yeah. So, so that 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 is really where I wanted to go. You know, mm-hmm. at that time it was wide receiver university. Right. We had all those guys, man. So I went down there and had a blast, and and I was like, I'm ready to go to Tennessee. And like you know, my parents sat down, and you know, things changed. Thought about the long term, and ended up at Ohio State. Yeah, for sure, and and we're happy about that for sure. <laughs> we definitely are. Me too. <laughs> Looking back from a historical context, definitely, yeah. man. I mean, and plus we got that Tennessee orange though in our graphics, though. I will say hey, so. You know, <laughs> hey, I, I, hey, man, UT was all love, man. My boy, uh, Fearless mm-hmm. Price went down there. Andy McCullough. Uh, so you know, it, it was it was it was all love, man. So I was I was this close, <laughs> this close. You know, I, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> that smallest margin right there, though. But man, I mean, you talk about having a bunch of coaches come to your doorstep and now, and then everybody just talking about, oh, like was that him early camp there and all that. Yeah. But you know, I want to talk about a little bit about your coach when you went to Ohio State, though. So mm-hmm. like, what was like? the time dedication and what did practices look like under John Cooper during his time at Ohio state? Obviously he was there for, I I believe it was five years. Cause I think you had that 94, you was, uh, you yeah. ended up getting hurt and then you was there for four years and all that. But what did, what did the, what did practice, what did all that stuff look like under John Cooper back then? Man, uh, competitive, you know, every day, uh, you know, Coop, he brought in great coaches. He was like an NFL coach kind of, you know, mm-hmm. he would bring in like great assistants, you know what I mean? And yeah. kind of let them 
do their thing. And, right. and he would go by and manage everybody. Okay. But, you know, what a practice looked like, I think, you know, my freshman year when I got there was, you know, Joey Galloway, Chris Sanders, uh, you know, Ricky Dudley, who's tight end wide receiver, Terry Glenn, Buster Tillman, Demetrius Stanley. So, you know, looking at defensive back, you had Sean Springs, Marlon Kerner, Ty Howard. I mean, it was it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so like on game day, you already felt prepared because of the the competition you was going throughout throughout the week. But man, like it was, you know, back then we had three a days. Imagine that. Damn, three a day. Three a days. That is three. Three a days. Three a days, man. So. So <laughs> even back then, we were we were one of few schools that did three a day. So that lets you know how it was. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what what time did y'all even go from though? Like, was it like the crack, like the, the ass crack I mean, of dawn, all the way to night, six, or what? Yeah, we get up six, man, and mm. uh, at that time, you know, we, we we stayed pretty close, like at the Boston Center. And man, it was it was you know you had a practice, had meetings. Had another practice, then you got to go eat lunch, take a little break, and then evening you come back out. You know, you have your third practice, watch film, and you know, you did that for like two weeks. Yeah, it was, it was, wow. it, was it was, it was intense, man. It was intense. That's Sounds a like a grind out there, especially and the amount of talent though that was there your freshman year that you just named was actually crazy. Like I didn't even think about. How good some of those some of those teams were um, under John Cooper. I mean, he he, he, just, he just, had yeah, back in the night. Yeah, just that game, just that yeah. team up north, man. That that was, you know, when you, when you think about like the time I was there and Coach Cooper, right? You, know, you think about like, man, he has some great teams. Mm -hmm. The one, two, or three national. Ah, it could never be Michigan, kind of. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, that's kind of. You know, when you think about our era, even though we had uh, great players, great teams, you know, your, your rep is really uh, what you do to that, that how, you, how you handle that team up north. Right. No, for sure. Yeah, that's the that's the only the only rip I really ever see on John Cooper is that yeah. he had amazing top level talent, was a great coach, but just couldn't couldn't and get I hate that, man. I hate that for him because I'm a player. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, you 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 know, you gotta accept some responsibility in that. You can't just all blame him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh so like, you know, I, I I literally feel bad for him. I saw him with his first victory <laughs> 94, my freshman year. He was so like he was so happy, like he turned around and waved at his wife and his kids, you know what I mean? And, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So so I felt bad that like he went that long that many meetings and uh you know i think like my class 94 was like the only class that we won our freshman year and his last year. we was the only class that got two victories right didn't you you know yeah. what I mean? With, mm -hmm. up north. yeah and that's mm -hmm. hey that's that's really good though that you were able to get two of those i bet that yeah I bet that yeah and I, hey, I treasure them you know what i mean like now <laughs> yeah. everybody uh -huh. Man, it, they don't know how hard it was in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think his record was like two nine and one. Yeah, back then you could tie. So, yeah. I mean, and twice in ninety five or ninety six, there Ohio State was undefeated, and then the only loss, yeah, both times, twice, yep. one game away. Yeah.
man. And then before I pitched off the braid, he's going to ask a little about the about the shoe. But um, so yesterday on our episode, we was talking about a little bit about Ohio State Notre Dame. We'll get into that a little bit. But I want to ask about your teammate, Eddie George, for a little bit. All right. We had the picture in the background. It was, you know, Matt's talked about it before. He wants Trayvon Henderson to be running down the sideline with those beautiful gold helmets, just chasing running that, chasing after him. What was Eddie George like, though, at Ohio State? Like, what, like, you know, what was your relationship like with him? Man, like, uh, coming in, you know, just coming in my freshman year, uh, I just didn't understand what type of athletes were at Ohio State. Like I came, I got recruited, I saw practice and, you know, you kind of leave there like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm like them. You know what I mean? Like I'll be all right. But like when you get up there, uh, it, it, it just lets you see like Eddie's like 6'4", like 230. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's like you don't see guys like that all the time. It's insane. And not only that, like his work ethic was like second to none, you know. So it's like, you know, his first couple of years at Ohio State didn't really go that well. I think he fumbled a couple of times against Illinois, like like the one or two yard line or something like that. Uh, but to see him overcome that and like just to see the work that he put in every day, and then to see him win the Heisman was like, oh. <laughs> Like, and, but when you look back, you know, you're not, you're not surprised because, you know, when you see people that put in the work like that, like you understand like why they put in the work and he, every day, every day put in the work, man. So he was something that like set the, 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 the tone of the whole team. It's like, you know, you don't want to always have him out working you. You know, and so like he would make everybody else, I think, step up their game as far as like workout. But he was disciplined, uh, very, very humble individual. Uh, you would think someone like that would be very, very cocky. And like he's just the total opposite, man. So, man, he was he was definitely someone that I looked up to, someone I look up to now. Uh, happy with the success he's doing uh, with with uh, coaching and everything, man. And but I'm not surprised because I, I've seen him when he was, you know, 22. And, you know, he, success is just always going to follow him. Most definitely. And, I yeah. mean, you look at it like, you know, he obviously had a crazy career at Ohio State, went to the pros and, and did a lot of damage for the, the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Oilers and all. But, I mean, man, just uh, just great insights to see on him. Uh, but I want to pass it over to Brady. I mean, we got to talk about the energy at the shoot. So – this one is obviously the, this question is 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 a lot because um, I'm gonna need it for Saturday especially. So, did the atmosphere at the shoe? How much did that matter? Did that drive the players to go harder? Was that was that energy? Did that type of energy just spark the game to a whole new level and bring on a different type of adrenaline to the players? One thousand percent, like one thousand percent. There's nothing like running, you know running out on the field and like you know you had a cheerleader having that flag like running you know what i mean and you're just running out there the crowd is standing up everybody's amped up of course that gets you amped up man so like you know you can tell too like you can see like when sometimes we may be struggling 
it might be quiet. You see somebody start doing this, and then next right. thing the crowd is getting wild, and you know, you see a big play, and then you're like, and now the crowd is like crazy, so it's like momentum. So like we always would 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 kind of you know bounce off the crowd, you know, making a big play and getting them excited. So man, that that energy was was crazy. It's crazy now, even when like when I go back to a game. You know, I just sit around, I look around, I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I, I played here. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even at 46, man, it's still, it's still like a dream. It's still like a dream to me. Like, you can't believe that you accomplished something that, you know, you dreamt about. So, yeah, man, it's the, the crowd is, the crowd is everything to us. They're everything. Absolutely. And, and having that home, home game, um, to start off this series, the home and home is, I think, is awesome, especially because with the the advantage that that crowd gives you in a, in a season where we're trying to ultimately win that national title, it's really awesome to uh, to have that crowd um, behind your back, especially game one against a team like Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, I think every uh, like all of our expectation is national championship. That we go into that like every year, you know. It, Maybe, I don't know, a few times in the last 15 years was like, uh, I don't know how this year is going to be. But like mm. for the majority of the time, you like, you know, we think we can get there. Yeah. And I think the crowd expects that. And like, I think the crowd, like they want to give off that energy to help us get there. So uh, when you look at Notre Dame, uh, my little bro, Marcus Freeman, I'm so proud of him. Um and seeing what he's been doing since he left Ohio State, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a obviously I'm be cheered for Ohio State and want us to get the victory. Uh, right. But to see Marcus Freeman uh, from Huber Heights, you know, yeah. former Buckeye, to be uh, at the helm of Notre Dame, it's coming. Be amazing to see, and I can't wait to see that. You know, when they was. When they when they uh the coach that went down to LSU, what's his name? Uh the former coach at uh Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Yeah, we were text. I was texting, I was like, Man, hey, man, hey, the OGs, man, we praying for you, man. We praying for you. Mm -hmm. Do it, man. They they made the call and I think uh the big push around that the players was like, Hey, you don't hire this guy, you're gonna have a whole lot of guys hit the portal. Right. Well, uh Man, so I can't – I know we're talking about Ohio State, but I can't wait to see uh, Marcus Freeman uh, as the head coach of Notre Dame on the sideline. Yeah, for sure. Yep, was it, it was awesome for sure to see him as, um, you know, take that D.C. role at Cincinnati and get promoted. I get that job at Notre Dame. And then, you know, once Brian Kelly leaves, I, I mean, I kind of – I, I thought Marcus Freeman would be a great hire here with, with the way he's he's coached defenses and the energy he brings. And it seems like the players love him there over at Notre Dame for sure. Yeah, he's he's definitely a player's coach, man. You could you could tell that. And uh I know Luke Fickle is proud. You know, he comes yeah. up to the fickle tree. So uh mm. yeah, just uh you know it's, it's it's crazy as you get older. You get older, you start seeing you know, people that you know, like go to different areas of, of, of life and like even coaching now. So, right. Uh, so it's a surreal feeling to see both of those guys excel at the collegiate level. Absolutely. No, for sure. And, and 
you know, James Laurinaitis even going over there with him to coach. I was kind of hoping that Ohio State would get him in some coaching role, but it is what it is. Still happy for him. <laughs> Marcus knew. He's like, ah, you know what? They, they ain't did it yet. Hey, come over with it another day. Yeah, yeah. Plug him before he gets there, you know? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Can't blame him for going after uh, a great a great uh, coach and, and player like James, but, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, go go ahead and segue here to the next question. Um, so you you talked you touched on it a little bit, but the receiver rooms that you were in at Ohio State from you said you came in early, obviously didn't play in '94, but you had you, you were on the same team as Joey Galloway, a great yeah. NFL player. Yep. I mean, you had Terry Glenn who uh, won the Receiver of the Year award. Uh-huh. One of the best ever, David Boston, Demetrius Stanley, Buster Tillman. I mean, just talk about how r- really good and just talented that room was, and how they made you better. You know, who was the most talented out of the group? Just, just go into detail on how good those guys were. Yeah, like you know, when I first got there, um, you know, seeing Joey um, again. You know, we just talking about Eddie and talking about people's work ethic. Uh, see a guy, you know, five eleven, six foot, so strong and so fast. Uh, Chris Sanders, you know, uh, was a big track guy, but just to see him cross it over on the football field was blazing fast. Rick Dudley was six eight, chiseled. You know what I mean? Like probably didn't even want to play football, but it's like you looked at him and was like, man, you need to get on the football field. And, like, exactly. End up going first round. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Terry Glenn had the most natural talent I've ever seen in a human being. Okay. So there we go. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was very curious because that's what a lot of just for a lot of, you know, people I talked to that are older that have were alive when he was playing to say he was the best just skilled guy they've ever seen play that position. So, I mean, and he, and it's crazy because we had the wide receiver of the year and then the running back in the same. Same same year in '95, or the Heisman, the Heisman winner and the receiver of the year. So it's just it was crazy how talented that offense and that team was. I mean, I mean, even just to see Terry uh, <clears throat> from his plight to where he started, like a lot of people don't know, like he sat out his freshman year, and uh, man had a hard life growing up. Uh, never knew his father, his mother had been murdered. You know what I mean? He had right. you know been to, like different different households and. The Henley household brought him in and mm-hmm. uh, took him in, man. And he 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 had comfort and was able to excel. And you know, for me, it was it was it was crazy because you know my freshman year, uh, neither one of us was really playing. You know, right. I mean? and then that next year, it's Belitnikov. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, Cars getting better, clothes getting better, like, <laughs> <laughs> like in a step of the figures, like, oh, uh, yeah, studs, or, you know, he's driving a land cruiser now, like, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it started to go uphill from there. <laughs> I was climbing real quick, oh, right? For sure, yeah, no yeah. NCAA <laughs> violations back then. They didn't find out anything, we're good, it's pretty loose on that, for sure. <laughs> oh, we're cool, we're cool. <laughs> Nothing. He he just he just uh it was a nice family friend just giving him you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about what about it, David Boston too? It, that, it I'm going to touch on him. So you know as they transitioned out yeah. after Terry Ball, 
you know, Demetrius Ball, and then it was Dave and myself. Right. You know what I mean? Then we left, and, you know, in our room at the time, it was, you know, me, David, Kenyon, Reggie Germany. Uh, you know what I mean? So we always had, like, a, a, a group of wide receivers, man. I think, like, honestly, when we, when we, we hired um, – trying to think of the offensive coordinator uh, I, I can't think of him. I'm gonna bring it back uh Walt Harris okay. uh, we have Walt Harris man that year uh Terry won a Belitnikov I think it was everyone knew that we ran the ball at Ohio State we would always have you know one dominant receiver but I think like when after that tenure man like we really got hot like at the wide receiver position like mm -hmm. boy and them's crew then me and Dave and them crew and then you had Reggie Kenyon, San Antonio, Mike Jenkins, and then it just like kind of kept going. Here we are now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So and look at that. I mean, twenty <laughs> something years later. <laughs> <laughs> so my my time there, just being able to see you. You know, you talk about David Boston. You know, just a a, a physical <sighs> man. specimen, man. Like it was, you know. At, you you have to be real with yourself when you're at Ohio State, man. There's just guys that's just talented on a whole different other level. And and you know when he came in as a freshman, he all he looked like a junior. You know what I mean? Like he was just he was just raw talent. You know what I mean? And yeah. once he got the 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 skills and started learning how to route, and it was it was just a different game for him, man. So it was I was I'm very fortunate to be able to. Uh, have the opportunity to 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 watch a lot of guys, man, at Ohio State, and be able to see them play on the next level, and 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 you know, man, just see them progress and mature from when they were, you know, we were all kids to to like doing what they did in the NFL, man. So it was definitely definitely a blessing. Right, David David Boston was absolutely jacked. Like when he. When he's big in the league, he got super big in the league, you know. He, did, but, he got yeah, shot. Yeah. He actually didn't he have the career touchdowns record before before Chris they broke it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I knew he it was like 34 or something crazy like that. Man. Yeah. He was a that's still for, Yeah, that's still yeah. for quite a while though. And I mean, you know, talking about more receivers and all. I mean, we got to ask – Brady's got to ask this one, though. I'll tell you that. So, I just, I'm just wondering, do you have any type of relationship with the players, uh, any current players at Ohio State, and then, like, specifically, like, receivers, but if it's any other position and you know them as well, um, just do you, do you have any type of uh, relationships like that? Man, I wish I did. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, I wish I – I wish I did, but like you know, you, you just feel like an old guy now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. He's still old, and you know, I uh, I took my son down to a practice, uh, because he just wanted to see Chris Olave, and yeah, there was this big line, so I was just like, man, I ain't standing in this line. So I just went up. I was like, Olave, <laughs> man, my name is Deep. No, I used to boy here tonight. He was like, man, I heard of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you gotta uh, use that one. You gotta use that yeah, card. Yeah. I was, oh yeah. I saw what's his name, uh, Harrison. I just saw oh, him other last Saturday. Man, eat dinner and you know you don't want to go up and you know saying hey man hey I'm D. <laughs> 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 Those guys, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I, I do yeah. think uh, 
uh, Ryan Day is doing a, 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 a great job of uh, what allowing the players to come back. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't feel welcome. You know what I mean? Like right. your ain't there, your organization ain't there. And like sometimes you go down there and it's, and there's a lot of guys that try to take advantage of the opportunity. So right. they kind of group you in and so they got to be very protective. But I think like Coach Day, man, he's been having Zoom calls with the, with the, with the, with the former players, you know, inviting us down a lot. So it's getting better to where like, because I'm on the other side now. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when I went to school, I went to go to the league, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and all that. Like, now I'm on the other side. Like, what happens when you're done playing football, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of guys that's on, in that locker room that's not going to go to the NFL. So, so you know, those are the guys that I, I need to start reaching out more. I did, you know, Coach Meyer brought me back, and I, I, spoke, I spoke to the team. And that was like a surreal moment for me to be back talking about business and, you know, about to a lot of young guys, man. So uh, hopefully I can get more a little bit involved in that. But, yeah, man, it's it's uh, hopefully I will establish some more relationship with some current current players. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and just I want to get your thoughts. Have, what's your opinions on uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and the potential that he has this year? Man, <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, good man, he good, he good, sneaky <laughs> hey, good, like you know, because at first oh, he yeah. like ah, you know, Alave getting double team, Wilson, and then yep. the boys was both out. That catch him getting the Rose Bowl, like yeah. I was. Man, like, man, like, man, <laughs> right now, but, for yeah, sure. So I, 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 he, he, he grew on me. I tell you that he really right. has grown on me. Now, like, if he asked me to have a pom poms, man, I cheer pom poms for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <That's it>. <laughs> Shoot, that's awesome, though. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. What question I wanted to ask you tonight, just for me personally, what was your favorite moment as a Buckeye? Could have been a play, uh, just a, a, a play, a game, anything. Just what was your favorite moment as a Buckeye? I think uh, I would have to say my senior year uh, uh, when we played Michigan at home, yeah. it was – my last game at Ohio Stadium, uh, I got to walk through the tunnel of pride with my parents. Oh, yeah. You know, we were talking about what was it like growing up in Springfield. And, like, my parents have been to, like, every game. But they was there as, like, spectators. And, like, mm-hmm. their reaction when they was on the football field with me looking up at everybody. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, scored a touchdown that game. We won. Yeah. Um to me, uh, that was, you know, seeing my parents' reaction was, you know, because they sacrificed a lot so much for me, like, growing up. So, like, that was, like, the, the, the a surreal moment for, like, all of us. You know what I mean? Well, so that, that, yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, 
getting getting a pair of gold pants. I mean, I mean, especially with in the Cooper years, like those wins didn't come very often. Like we talked, like we talked about. Hey, I, mean, yeah, I ain't selling these gold pants like not hey, one bit. Yeah, I ain't selling those. Motherfuckers. I got, like, some. You got like yeah five championship rings. You're like I sell one of these. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, oh, man. man. That's awesome. That is awesome, man. man. So. Before you know, before we know, we, we obviously value time. Before you gotta get out of here and all, we previewed the game yesterday, Notre Dame Ohio State. It's obviously the big game. Talked about it a little bit earlier. Talked about you know your relationship, how like you know how you feeling for Marcus Freeman going into Notre Dame, taking over, and all. And obviously, you know your, your huge ties to Ohio State. How you feel about them? Uh, you know, obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, so, like, I just want to ask before you get out of here, what your pick is for this game, for this big game? I mean, of course, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. Know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. DJ Stroud, you know, we got running backs. We got wide receivers. Like, I just, like I said, I, I, I want to see Marcus on the sideline. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's going to be. You know, when you come across games like this, you know, it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be emotional for both squads. You're going to see guys making mistakes. It's early in the season. You know, they're going to have to calm down in the second quarter. And that's when they're going to start playing ball. But I think, like, when you look at the tenacity and just the the depth that we have offensively, um, you know, I just think that's going to be – Hard to stop. You know, I just think that we're loaded. Flip side, you know, defensively, uh, I think people will see, okay, how physical are we? You know what I mean? Like, how physical is this 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 Ohio State football team? And uh, a lot of people, you know, kind of talked about our tackling last year. It's like, hey, you know, you're going to have to put up some tackling. So, uh, you know, defensively, we're going to have to do our best. Right. So but at the end of the day, I just think like the momentum, you asked me about the crowd. Uh, we have the talent. Uh, I think Notre Dame is going to come in here and play obviously tough. You know, why wouldn't you want to play for your head coach who used to play here? Right. Like, yeah, I mean, this is Notre Dame. Uh, you know, you have the Styles brothers, you know, going against each other. You know what I mean? It's just a yeah. lot of hype, a lot of emotion. People are going to have to like really chill. And then, like, start playing the game. But overall, I just think that we're just too talented of an of a offensive unit. And athletically, you know, even if we miss a few tackles, I just think athletically, defensive-wise, man, it's, it's just going to be hard for, for them to come in and, and get a victory game one. For sure. For sure. Right. Couldn't, couldn't agree more with that. You know, we got the same take on that and all. But, man, Brady, Matt, you guys got any final things to, to ask or say to D before he gets out of here? Oh, just thank, thanks for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. It was a great episode. Great talking to you, and Most we really, definitely. we really appreciate the uh, the insight you gave to us. Yeah, thank, thanks for having. Yeah, we could. I couldn't thank you enough. I mean, mm-hmm. like we, it, it was the, this was a perfect week to have you on with, uh, you know, the the high state Notre Dame history that you have just playing in those games, coming in this game. I mean, it was perfect. Like yeah. like I said to start, it's not every day you get a high state football player on here, so. I, I love that you came on, man. I really appreciate it. Can't, appreciate can't thank it. you enough. Springfield boys, and I'm going to make sure Carrie, how yeah. 
Carry now, yeah. now, now we're here and, and, and now we're here. Like, and that, and that, it's small world, small world, <laughs> very small world we live in, man. We, man, yeah. I, I appreciate you coming on. We really appreciate you coming What's on. Timmy, for sure, for sure, man. Take Definitely got to keep in touch for sure. Yes, sir. Y'all be well. Yes, sir. You too. You too. You too. Peace. You too. We'll see you. All right. So now we look at uh, what's going on here in the uh, in the world of, uh, you know, our picks. That was awesome, though. I got to say before we go on to our picks. That, that was awesome having Dino. That was awesome having Dino having on. All right. That was that was dope. That was dope. That was really nice him taking time out of his day and all to Absolutely. come on the show. So, you know, we'll kind of roll into what we're doing right now. Ohio State, Notre Dame is up on the screen. Um, you know, Let's save that for later. All right. Let's save that for a little bit. All right. We'll give our picks here. All right. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna shift it away. We're gonna go to Thursday. All right. Thursday for West Virginia. So I'm I'm you know I'm gonna let Brady go first on this one on what his pick is for this game. Uh, okay, what do you think? So, so this one is actually sneaky. I I mean this this could have been the pick for the underrated game as well uh, mm-hmm. with West Virginia. Get, nobody's talking about this storyline. These are two guys that battled each other for the quarterback spot at USC, and both of them had would switch on and off as, like, who was in the lead and who was the starter. Mm-hmm. Keaton Slovis versus JT Daniels. So, I honestly think this is a really cool game. Pittsburgh, the defending ACC champion, uh, but did lose their first-round QB and a Bolitnikoff wide receiver, um, no matter how stupid it was that he won that. Um, but he's at USC now. Um, and you got uh, West Virginia with JT Daniels, and they, they have some athletes all, always out there on the edge. Uh, not always the greatest, uh, not always the most stout defense by any means, but I feel like their offense in the in years past has rolled pretty well. You know, back, dating back to you know the Geno Smith days, the Tavon Austin all, uh, days, and and then even as recent as Will Greer and all them back when they would get into 58 to 56 losses to, to Oklahoma. But my pick is going to be Pittsburgh here. Um, I just think they, their, their coaching is too good with Pat Narduzzi. And I just think that um, I think they pull this one out. It's, it's going to be a really good game. Uh, but I think that Keaton Slovis, uh, he seems confident heading into this game. Uh, I just think he, he goes I like, like it, Brady. That's a good pick. And I'm going to tell you this. Right before you get into it, Matt, I'm going to say that I agree, too. Number 17, Pittsburgh, Washington, West Virginia. It'll be a very good game to see. Another, you know, sneaky game to look at. But, you know, 34-21, you said? 37-31. 37-31. I'm sorry. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Terrible. It can't oh, be, okay. 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 We got to sound the alarm though, because it can't be I'm going to go, I'll go, I'll go 34. I'll go 34 to 24, but we got to sound the proverbial alarm because it's a Matt pick. Alert. It's a Matt pick alert. Here, Here I come. Lock it in. Here I go. Second Lock one of the week. In. Second one of the week. And by the way, we had, you had it as Pittsburgh at West Virginia. It's West Virginia oh. at Pitt. I'm an idiot. No, I'm, I'm just. It's fine. I'm just wanted to correct that for everybody. Yeah, before I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate at Pittsburgh in Heinz Field or wherever the hell they call it now. They just changed appreciate. the name of the field. Whatever it is. Yeah. But this is this is more than just like a game. This game was actually a huge game back in the 1990s and 2000s. This was at, when they were both in the Big East. It's called. This is a backyard brawl. That's what they called it. That's what. That's what they. That's what they called the rivalry. 
the backyard brawl. So this is a big game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember 2007, LaShawn McCoy for Pitt, yep. and then uh, Pat White and Steve Slayton for West Virginia. That was a hell of a game back then. Mm-hmm. So anyways, to this year's – that was just a little backstory. But to this year's game, Keaton Slovis is going to light it up. I really like Pitt this year. I think Pitt, NC State, Clemson with Wake's uh, quarterback issue – they have, I think those are the three teams you look at in the ACC this year competing to win that league. Now, Clemson's obviously, obviously the huge favorite, but I, I like Pitt. Keaton Slovis with the transfer to Pittsburgh. Watch out. Pitt's going to lock this in. Pitt wins. Pitt wins 34 20. Pitt covers seven and a half. Put your bets in, folks. Seven and a half. Pittsburgh Panthers roll. That's Here we go. Alert right there, presented by nobody because we have no sponsors yet, but we'll get some soon. All right, <laughs> number twenty-three, Cincinnati, number nineteen, Arkansas. That's Saturday, uh, September the third, at three thirty p.m. on ESPN. We kind of alluded a little bit yesterday, but um, you know, I'm gonna roll with Arkansas. I'm gonna say that they win this game by about thirteen points. I'm gonna give them a score of thirty to seventeen, Arkansas. Matt, what do you got? It's a little tough. It's not match pick. So yeah, no, save, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take 34-31 Arkansas in a barn burner. A barn mm-hmm. burner down there. I, I think like I said, I think Arkansas is gonna have a really good year this year. I, I'm thinking they're gonna end up 10 and 2, possibly 11 and 1. So they gotta win that game to get to that pick. So I'm going 34-31 Arkansas. All right, Brady. You know what? I thought about this game and I'm gonna go 24 to 3. Arkansas. I like it. So you think the blowout. I think their defense just comes in there. Cincinnati with a young offense. They're not going to be able to move. I think Arkansas has too many athletes on this defense to really get gashed. I think Cincinnati has trouble getting on the board. Three points. And then I think Arkansas, you know, finds more of a rhythm. Doesn't put up a shoot. Doesn't put up like a, a crazy amount of points. But 24 to three, I feel like is that that margin to where. I'm not going to make this like a Brady's picks where I de- I'm I'm not super confident on this, but I have a feeling 20 okay. I have a feeling Cincinnati is not going to score too many points in this game. So hey, that sounds like you need to put in a Brady's pick right there. You maybe, might need maybe, to maybe maybe uh, fire up a little bet on the old hogs over there, Harry. I'm, I'm not more confident uh, <laughs> than this, but but okay. I do like I do like Arkansas in this game by by a somewhat of a blowout. Huh. All right, so a little shaky on the pick, but hey, you are very confident in Arkansas getting a very, you know, marginal win in that. So, yes. you know, that, you know, Cincinnati, Arkansas, 3.30 on ESPN, other 3.30 game on ABC, Oregon and Georgia. I know we've had some thoughts on this. Uh, not really great for Oregon, so I'm really going to let Brady take this one away. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I do think Georgia's going to win this game. I think – um, the defense is way too good. I don't think Bonix has the receiving core or the running backs or anything or the offensive line even for that matter to be able to put up too many points on this Georgia defense. And I think Georgia's, like we said, tight end room is literally like has a good argument for being the greatest ever. And when we look down these next few years down the line, see what that room ends up doing. It's actually unreal. So, you know, they'll have those guys. They have the, they have Georgia's better at literally every position except for linebacker than Oregon, and there's really no debate about it. So I'm going to go Georgia 30, 38, Oregon 17. Okay, okay. Matt? 
Georgia dominates. Rolls. Georgia 41, Oregon 10. Domination. Go Let's dogs. talk about a domination right there. Roll wow. dogs. Okay. All right. Roll dogs on that one. <laughs> we barking on this thing. All right. Um, I'm gonna go Georgia as well. I think they're uh, they're gonna end up winning this game 35 to 13. I think Oregon will score a touchdown early, and it'll look like, oh, you know, the West Coast, hey, stand up. Just kidding. You're, you're not doing shit. Georgia's go. gonna go on a roll. And you know, we'll we'll talk about you know, you got Georgia there uh playing Oregon uh 3:30 on ABC. That game is down in Atlanta, Utah, Florida, Saturday. The third, 7 p.m. ESPN. Um, I look at this game, and you know, you got. I, I'm gonna go with Utah, obviously. Um, man, score wise, though, I'm gonna say it'll be. Uh, I'm gonna go with 27 to. 27-20. I think Florida's going to play a little bit, you know, past their level and all just because of the first game of the season and they're playing a big opponent. But I, I still don't think they're going to, you know, really like, you know, com- you know, I, they're going to they're going to play toward the end. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than what the game really said it was. I think Utah's going to really have this game in the threshold, but but Florida's going to score a late touchdown here or there. So, all right. What do you what do you got, uh, Brady? Ring, ring those alarms. This is a Brady's Picks game. Oh, Brady's oh, Picks. Oh. I didn't even Brady's know pick. I didn't even have a graphic ready for that. What the hell is that? 9-1 <laughs> is all I'm going to say. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say what, what I'm even talking about. But, um, oh, yeah, 9-1. <laughs> but, uh, so, Utah. Florida's defense sucks. It sucked last year. It won't get much better. Ohio State's defense sucked last year. Look what Utah did to expose it. They found the weaknesses in the defense and attacked them, and which is the whole thing. No, nah, I'm playing. But um, so the, the quarterback is very consistent. Running back is a big, you know, sturdy guy from you know Dayton, Ohio, um, and they they have the second best tight end room, and they have some solid guys out wide as well. Um, I think they score like I'm. I mean, I'm going 44-20. So another blowout here. Um, Utah spanks Florida in the swamp. I like it. Before I hope, before I do that, all right. Obviously, I'm not as educated as you guys are when it comes to the college football picks and looking at it. I think Utah, Florida, it's got the looking at the uh, the whole spread and all that stuff looks kind of fucking jacked. So let me change my pick. It's going to be kind of close to what Brady said, but I'm going to go 43 27. Utah. 43-27. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's an interesting pick. Here you That's go. a very interesting pick. Now, we might need to sound the alarm for this one, too, because... Lock it in, baby. Here it comes. Match pick. Here we go. Lock it in again. I'm telling you right now. All right? I said it first. This is another one. He oh, did. Okay. He did. <laughs> say that. I'll give you 34. 34-16. Utah takes them out. It's, it's a loud... It's very loud in the swamp at night. I think it's a slow game to start. It wouldn't surprise me at halftime if it's a 21, you know, 10 game-ish where it's, you know, it's it's not blown open yet, but it's a two-score game. It's there's Florida still in the game. Eventually, I think Utah pulls away. So 34-16, the minus three number, lock that shit in. I'm telling you right now, lock it in. Right. It's, it's an easy money win right there. Take yep. it. Yep, win some money on a Saturday night because I'm telling you, if you win some money here and you're coming over watching this big game that's coming up that we just talked about, number five, Notre Dame, two high state, 730, 
ABC. It'll be Here we come, baby. We're on. <laughs> I'll be eating. So, I don't know what I'll be doing. Maybe, Only look maybe. at this pick. Oh, I wonder what you'll be doing. Okay. I mean, I'll be at the game, but I don't know if I'll be drinking or eating anything. Uh, who knows? You're going to starve. I will yourself. be you gotta get a lot of things, and I will be eating a lot of things. We know. <laughs> we know. I'll be eating a lot of things and just having a good time. To say well, uh, that, see, that's bullshit. You need to be drinking a lot of things, too. You know what, Matt? Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, but you know, if this is a high state game, um, I'm going ahead. Um, I'm, I'm going to say 41 to 21 Ohio State. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we're obviously our offense is going to roll. I think Notre Dame. You know, I think I think they'll have double digits by halftime. But then I still think Ohio State's going to have a very manageable lead the entire time. It'll be it'll be reversed on the scoreboard, 41 14 for a you know for a good point. But then. I think Notre Dame will get a late touchdown there. But I got 41 21. Uh Brady, what about yourself? Man, I I would love any let me let me start this off by saying I just want to win. I mean, I would love yeah. to blow them out. Just want to get this win. Either confident. way, it's gonna be great, especially with all the things I've heard from Notre Dame, you know, all these, all this the Notre Dame community as a whole. Mm-hmm. But picks wise, it's going to be fifty-one. To thirty-four, Ohio State. I think we come out of this game. Fireworks. I think yes. I think like we come the background out of, of our screen. Fireworks. Yeah, there you go. Be, that stuff is going to be going off all day. I think we're going to have questions on defense after the game still, but I think those questions. I think we give up some big plays that are very annoying. Big plays that are like yeah. we can get those fixed on over aggression, and we're going to have to learn how to how to fill those gaps that we, that we like, if we, if we blitz and they hit us right where we don't want them to, I really feel like Chris Tyree might, um, might roll a little bit and get Mm -hmm. some, you know, big gap where he, where he just makes a cut and boom, our defense isn't lined up well because it's, it's used to this. I'm, and I'm not saying like our defense is going to be like last year. It's going to be a different type of, it's going to be like last year we would just get gashed down the field, and it was so annoying. Like I'd rather give up a big play than get gashed down the field every drive because a big mm-hmm. play. I just think that our offense goes absolutely off, and it makes it hard on our defense because they're going to have to be playing so aggressive on offense to where we might give up a big play or two. But 51-34, 17-point win. Offense is literally like by is, is, is after this game is stamped as – having no competition for the best in the nation, it is going to be that. There you go. And, I mean, if you think about the offense might be on, you know, might be scoring a lot and everything. If they score a lot on a lot of big plays, that defense might be on the field quite a bit. Yeah. But, it's kind of in that. It won't be a bad yeah. It won't be That's a bad cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I will say this. Sound the alarm once again. It's a Matt's pick alert. I love lock it. in, baby. Another lock in here. So – that's hilarious that you're locking in the 17 point spread. Um, I am I am going to lock in the 17 point spread, but I have it at 15 and a half for everybody that just just for I got it early. I, I got a point off, so I bought a point. Okay. So there there's my or point and a half rather. So I got it at 15 and a half. I think the 17 number I'd still take it if you're a Buckeye fan because if you're hitting on 17, it's a wash anyways. So I'm taking the 17 if I'm a Buckeye fan wanting to watch the Buckeyes. And actually, to be profitable, I would take I would take seventeen and a half. I'm not sure how far I would go. I know a guy that has it at nineteen and a half. It's getting pretty uh, there for me. That's getting it's getting a little high. 
but I think I still might go with that too. Just um, it might just be my blind Buckeye bias, but that yeah. could be it. Watch here, Matt's pick. I got him at fifteen and a half. All right, minus fifteen and a half. I'm going forty-five sixteen. Okay, we previewed the game yesterday. I'm thinking we keep them out. Of, I, I I agree with Brady. I think there are going to be some big plays. Okay, I think we find a way to keep them out of the end zone more than we don't. So settling for field goals. For that, hence the 16 number. I think they score maybe one, one touch, give them a touchdown at some point. I think our deep, our red zone defense really plays well because I think we're going to be really, really sound. It's just we're, we're trying to get everything in with the new defense and all. Big plays are going to happen. Okay. So I'd like a 45 16 Buckeye win. Lock it in. Minus 15 and a half for me. If you can buy a point somehow, do it. 17, though, take it. Really good thing to see if, if that's the case. Just a, a win Saturday, but blowout fashion, we'd just be dancing around like crazy, you know. But, man, cut the hey, chase. Hey, for podcast. the record. You want to say? For the record, this, this guy that has him at 19 and a half. Yep. Guess what he predicted the score to be? What was it? 47 to 3. He, he really is big on the Buckeyes on the blowout here. Oh, my God. You know, so, it's a guy I like. It's a guy I know. But – I mean that's that's a I mean this is a top five matchup we're talking about here. I have oh, more respect for Notre Dame than that. So oh, I guess we'll yeah. see. You know what I mean? I think, I think I think it's gonna be surly. It's just forty seven to three. I mean shit. That's a big number. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Marcus Freeman is pretty hungry for this win too. I don't think he could go out that way this yeah. game. I think if this was if we were a random team that had nothing to do with Notre Dame, like we weren't at all like historic rivals to them. And we were just this much better. I would actually predict a pretty big blowout. Like, I would think that Bam, if Bama was playing Notre Dame right now, I would actually predict a bigger blowout than Ohio State. Just because, not because I'm saying Bama is for sure better than Ohio State this year. It's just because the significance isn't as big, and their defense wouldn't allow Notre Dame to score a point. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's man, just kind of my thought. Looking forward to the game. I'll tell you this, but man, you know, cut the state sports podcast. Here's the thing. It's, you know, end of season two. It's been on for a very long time, I'll tell you that, all right? You know, we're starting season three, like, in a couple of days. So, like, it's not a, you know, not a big deal. Football's coming back. We, you know, we we started the YouTube. We had our first episode on YouTube a year ago tomorrow, September the 1st. Yeah, because they were used to be on the non – it wouldn't show our faces. Yeah, we used to be on audio, all right? So, I just want to say this, all right? 49 episodes of the Cutley's J Sports Podcast. And so I've been on all 49. You got Brady has been on 37 of these. Yes, I have. And then obviously you got Matt, who has been on 11 of these. And Matt's going to be obviously rolling with this forward. And obviously I want to give, you know, special thanks to our guest contributors. We had, you know, Michael Sievert, Jake Cure, Jackson uh, Weagle, Justin Pitt, Jonah Arnold, Logan Box, and you know, my dad, Chad Yon Senior. And then obviously our special guests that we've had on the show, Noah Eagle twice of uh, the LA Clippers and Sirius XM, Jordan, Jordan Harbeck, Michael Black of the Unofficial Bengals podcast, Jason Romano of uh, Sports Spectrum, former ESPN producer, um, Rob Ellison, V Hoop Vault, Josh Apple, the Miami Marlins, Sports USA, Jared Arby of the Bengals and Podcast, Tyreek Hutchinson of uh, Reek Knows Hoops and Halftime Hoops, Silas Ray of Break the Silence, um, Matt Crenshaw, the IUPUI men's ba- uh, men's basketball coach, Zach Smith of the Menace Sports Podcast, former Ohio State wide receiver, Chris Drew of the Menace Sports Podcast, 
Steve Weiss at the NFL Network, Katie Prefer of Spectrum News One, D Miller, our former Ohio State wide receiver. Just, I mean, this is this is incredible the way that we it, it's gone and it's grown over the last year, year and a half, and all, and all the people that we've had on here. Obviously, the three of us, and obviously Ben Connors, uh, six episodes for him as well. So, definitely great to see you guys. Got any? Uh, Final thoughts before we uh, head out of here and start season three in a couple of days. Man, I, I'm just – again, I want to thank D for his time. It was a great episode for hearing what he has to say and, you know, shared a lot of knowledge. Great dude. Um, it's just been a great episode overall. Very excited for Saturday, if you guys can't tell. Yep. I mean, this is going to be awesome, that's all I can yeah. say. And, Matt, if you got any connection there, uh, you uh, – uh, Yeah, I mean – You guys got me? Yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yep. We're good. Yep. My connection's kind of acting funny here. It's okay. Um, okay. At the end. But, yeah, I, I just like to say, I mean, I, honestly, it was just awesome having him, D. Miller, on tonight. I mean, just this is a Buckeye. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome to have a Buckeye player on. So, I mean, it, but we're just going to keep growing. Thank you to all the guys and all the people that are watching us and supporting us now. Uh, but we're just going to keep growing from here, 100%. So Definitely. Yep. here we come. We're on them. That's the mission right there. And that's the perfect catchphrase to say for it, though. You know, for that being said, I'm Chase Johnson. That's Brady King. That's Matt Ricketts, the trio. We was in the cut. Now we out. We'll see you. See you guys.